0: What have you got there, mate? Just a glass of wine.
1: Alright, right. How is it?
0: It's alright, I guess. I mean, obviously it's not really delicious like a pint from Beer 52.
1: Well, it's a good job that this episode of Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is sponsored by Beer 52, the world's number one beer club. With Beer 52, you'll receive a case of beer every month featuring craft beers
0: from all over the world, including Belgium, California, New Zealand and more.
1: As well as getting eight free beers, you'll also receive the award-winning magazine Ferment, as well as a couple of different snacks. Perfect for a night in, or... An innocent picnic in the park. For the last time, it was a picnic. You couldn't see the snacks. We had two different types of snacks. Best of all, you can pause or cancel your membership at any time, so you don't need to worry about the ombudsman coming to get you if you want to take a break from your membership.
0: So seriously, what are you waiting for? If you want to get started with a free case of beer, head to beer52.com forward slash peep to access your first case for free. Eight beers, Beer 52. Eight! That's insane. All you need to do is pay the £5.95 for postage. And don't worry if you're not a fan of dark beers, there is
1: a light option available. So that's beer52.com forward slash peep to get your first Beer 52 case for free.
0: Poor me. Poor me. pour me another glass from Beer 52. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs, a podcast all about discussing and reviewing the British sitcom Peep Show. My name's Tom Harrison and I'm joined by Rob Graham. Hello. And this week we'll be discussing the final episode, episode six of series one, which is titled Funeral. So here we are at the end of the first series. Feels like it's gone really quickly, but here we are at week six. Once again, thank you very much if you're a returning listener and have made it to the end of the series. We've been bowled over by the support from you already and we certainly didn't imagine this as early as it's happened if this is the first time you're hearing our voices please jump back to the beginning and join us for our first episode on the show's pilot warring factions and we've already seen a bunch of new people start the show in the last week or two which has been great to see if this isn't your first time hearing our voices you may have noticed an improvement in sound quality We're very pleased to tell you that we've got ourselves a good quality microphone at last, which will hopefully bring a great improvement to the show going forward. Right. Enough rambling on, unless you've got anything else you'd like to add, Rob?
1: No, I think I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's obviously listened. We're we're seeing the listeners and the followers and the, the likers and the subscribers all. Sort of coming in, um, and like we said, when we started doing this, we didn't really know where it was going to go, what was what it was going to lead on to, and actually the amount of people that have obviously come back and, and enjoyed listening to us rambling on about Peep Show has actually been sort of quite refreshing to to see. So just want to say a big thank you again to everyone who's sort of tuned into the first
0: series. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get that all important synopsis for the final episode of the series then. So here is funeral. After receiving some terrible news about his uncle, Jeremy faces coming to terms with terminal illness, especially when he finds that it's a hereditary condition. While Mark uses the impending funeral as an opportunistic dating opportunity, Jeremy spirals out of control after resigning himself to an illness which he may not even have. Now, I think I've already mentioned it, but this is the final episode of the series. Rob, what did you make
1: of the finale, and does it finish the series strongly? I think it does. I quite like this episode. I think... Last week's um, The Dream Job episode we both said was a bit of a dip and it sort of reverted back to the, the, the first episode of the series. But I, I I quite like this episode. I think it's got a good plot line that runs all the way through it. It builds on um, the character relationships with Mark and Sophie and with, with Jez and, and Mark. I, I quite like this as, a, as an actual episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like this one as well. I feel like Peep Show creates a lot of good comedy out of dark moments and dark topics. And this is the first time we really see them tackle a serious issue like death. And we've had the two be involved in sort of silly antics like going to parties, Mark bowling the fruit down the bowling alley, crashing the beamer. But we've never had them deal with anything that sort of really affects them.
1: Well, it's meant to be real life, isn't it? That's kind of like, it's it's meant to be a reflection of the sort of things we see them doing is a reflection of, of, of real life. So actually people die in real life it's 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 a, it's a really good insight into how people do deal with it
0: yeah absolutely and we get some great character moments from both of them here but i think jeremy in particular shines in this one we get some great character insight um some of the best of the series uh, as he sort of resigns himself to an impending doom and he's it, got very mixed feelings and reactions as a result of that and we get plenty of good stuff with Mark too, and the things with Sophie obviously develop, but for me this one is, is sort
1: of... It's a very guess, jazz-centric episode, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. let's
0: dive into the episode then. So we start with Mark and Sophie together. They've just finished playing sport together, and already Mark is getting his excuses for what we can only assume is some sort of poor performance. Plus it was so cold and wet and boring in the outfield. I mean, personally, I don't think I've ever seen a ball that slippery. Have you?
2: It was a difficult
0: catch, Mark. But Safi sort of lets him off and and tells him not to worry, and you know, that it's only soft.
1: And I think that's quite funny when it's we're obviously thinking that he's been involved in some sort of serious game of cricket or some sort of like big sporting thing, and then when she sort of says oh, it was only softball, it's almost sort of further creates the point that Mark is 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 not a normal functioning member. <laughs> 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 he's just like getting himself so worked up. Like Sophie says, just about a game of softball.
0: Yeah, I can imagine this this game of softball though is Mark's sort of idea of a nightmare, and we know he's not the most athletically inclined individual. Doesn't seem to enjoy any sports either. So he, being... do, he doesn't
1: move around like somebody who's <laughs> athletic, does he? No, like we see him a few times throughout like the rest the rest of Peep Show, like where he um, he goes running with Big Sue's, doesn't he? And he looks completely out of place. He goes yeah. and plays football with um
0: Simon. Simon. Yeah.
1: Um and like he just doesn't move around like somebody <laughs> he was definitely the kid who was picked last in PE. Oh absolutely.
0: He? So I imagine being put in this environment, especially in front of the woman he wants to impress, is just a yeah. recipe for disaster. And he probably knows that going in. So he's I can imagine him going into that situation already like damage limitation. Like, what can I, yeah. what can I do? Probably thought up his excuses early, yeah. like to sort of prepare. There's
1: a bit of a change from last week where he was just playing. He was, he was playing sport in last week's episode. In fairness, he was playing badminton, wasn't he? That's true. Yeah, actually. he was battering it with a shuttlecock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Although, they like
0: we said, badminton isn't. Um, not to take away anything from badminton. I like badminton, but it's not the most. If unless you're really good at it. It's not that active. No, no, no. You can sit or sort of stand in the centre of the court and sort of knock it back and forth to each other.
1: But I wonder what the point of them playing was or whether whether it was like... Because they don't seem to have the same social circle. No, well, Sophie points out um, shortly,
0: in the bit we'll come to, she says that when Mark says the people are going to the pub, she says, oh, the whole work gang. So I'm assuming it's some sort of like work bonding activity. Sort of one of those things maybe that... You're not, it's not compulsory, but you, I mean, you don't work It's in a, t- office, t- it's a, t- no, no, no. It's one of those where like you feel like you have to go. It's like, oh, it's optional, but like most of the people in the office are going, so you feel you, you're going to be sort of left out, cut out, and everyone will notice if you don't
1: But go. Mark doesn't, I suppose, yeah, Mark is very much about what other people think of him, isn't he? So oh, absolutely. He, even though he knows he's going to fall flat on his face trying to play softball, he just, yeah, he feels compelled to go, possibly.
0: Yeah. So while they're chatting, Mark is psyching himself up to ask her out, and we get this very typical internal monologue from him where he's turning the whole situation into sort of a, a military operation. It's all systems are go. The apple is ripe. The crosshairs <laughs> are centralised. Very, very
1: Mark. But he actually like he comes out with quite a a standard good opener. Can what what he's normally like? He's he goes straight out with it. He's like, do you like Indonesian food? That's a good in.
0: Yeah, um, it's yeah presumably to initiate a do you want to go and get some indonesian food and we had last week we had him suddenly come out with has she ever been to zurich which completely outside of his internal monologue. yeah whereas this one
1: was just straight out he'd obviously been thinking about it but we hadn't heard what he we hadn't heard his internal monologue previous to this but then as soon as sophie says um about maybe she likes like thai food doesn't she and he yeah. goes off, and so she's talk, She's doing this whole conversation about whether she does like Typhoon, whether she doesn't, and Mark, his internal monologue, sort of then takes over, doesn't it? Yeah. And you, and that's what you hear, and that's what you hear over the top. And she's, and he's sort of saying, "I'm not American. I can't date." Like he's not. I think he's. He, as soon as he's asking her, he's already sort of talking himself out of doing it. Isn't yeah. You? Yeah. He reverts. And so he then sort of goes back to saying, "Like, how about the pub then?" Like yeah it's a very british the the British way of yeah, doing that's it. The English we're not gonna way. we're not gonna go out for a fancy dinner, not gonna not gonna go to Pizza Hut like Jeff yeah <laughs> and so from having her right there ready to sort
0: of receive that invitation for a you know a potentially romantic meal in a restaurant, i mean she's already said like you know oh I like Thai food, but she responds quite positively. she's then put off by Mark's then suddenly sort of sort of bait and switch, he goes for a boring invitation the whole group
1: around gathering. a load of other people. Yeah, yeah. So it
0: takes all romance out of it in terms of like, you know, who's going to be there. And it also changes the restaurant for the pub. And it's just, that's the closest he's ever been to sort of pulling off like a smooth, yeah. casual interaction, <laughs> like date interaction with a woman.
1: And he just can't commit enough. But I mean, we're, we're six episodes in now or five, <laughs> five episodes and, and five minutes in. And we're still really none the wiser as to what Sophie's intentions are with Mark. Like, it's clear that Mark wants to be with her. Like, yeah. we, there's, there's no beating around the bush with that one. But Sophie obviously has some level of interaction with him or wants something to go further. Otherwise, she'd have just palmed him off completely, wouldn't she? She doesn't she doesn't strike him as a sort that would find that too difficult to do. Um, mm. But then Sophie just sort of seems to want to get home, doesn't she? Um, like... She's obviously not wanting to go out for an Indonesian meal with him. Otherwise, she'd have just gone, oh, yeah, that sounds nice. I don't um, know. I suppose it's just that thing of, like,
0: waiting for the official...
1: Yeah, I suppose I'd... But, I but, she... but she knows Mark. Like, he's not going to necessarily do that. But I think she wants Mark to be more
0: confident. Yeah. I think we're jumping forward again a little bit. But the whole thing where she's trying to decide between Mark and Jeff. She's like, I wish Mark wouldn't be so uptight. Yeah. She wants him to be that sort of guy that would just, like... Hey, do you like Indonesian food? Oh yeah. I, I know, know a Indonesian restaurant, I know a food. place. Yeah. I know a place. Let's go, like tomorrow night. And he just can't do that.
1: Yeah, well she yeah, so she sort of tries to sort of downplay it, doesn't she? And she just wants to sort of get home, so she asks if he if she can get changed to the back of Mark's car. And Mark, in his internal monologue, is sort of thinking, Oh, this is amazing. Like, she's getting changed to the back of my car, this is the next step forward and then very quickly realizes that, oh, If she's that comfortable to just get into just into her bra in the back of my car, she only ever sees this as being like a friend's thing. Like he's being friend zoned right in front of his eyes. Yeah.
0: Which is really interesting in that Mark actually has the social awareness to realise that situation he's found himself in, to know that he's being friend zoned and that is a typical move. That someone being friend zoned would face, which
1: is a development from like him being able to pick up on social cues. Like in episode five, he gets a kiss on the cheek from Sophie, and he's just like, oh. yeah, <laughs> like, and like think set like goes from goes from a kiss on the cheek to I hope she doesn't mind about my balls, like he's obviously developing yeah. this sort of social interaction and the ability to pick up on cues. Yeah, you have to, you have to give him some credit, yeah. at least. He's sort of Even if old it's old bad and... news for him. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> at least he, he's aware of himself a bit more. Yeah,
1: so we go back to the flat um, where Mark has obviously gone straight back and is, is saying, uh, they actually gave me a peck on the cheek. <laughs> like in the <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, I've got to ask her out without asking her out. He's still going back to this whole I'm not American I can't date he can't mm. muster enough confidence to actually ask her um even though we know as an audience like she's almost certainly going to say yes uh, like if she's stuck around for this
0: much, yeah. sort of like we say we keep talking about how many strikes marks had she's still there and is interested in hanging out with him sitting in the car after his one-on-one after the game of softball. Yeah. Like, there's clearly something
1: there. And when she's got two guys who are... Although the thing with Jeff seems to have cooled off a bit because we've not really seen much of him in episode five or we don't when we don't see him at all in this episode. Mm. um, That seems to have cooled off. She's still got two guys vying for her attention. Like, if she wanted to palm Mark off, she could very quickly just play Jeff off against him. It wouldn't be that difficult yeah. to do. So, yeah, Mark goes and gives him... Jig goes and gives Jez minute-by-minute minute breakdown. Um,
0: yeah, we can imagine this is the sort of thing he probably does every time that he hangs out with Sophie. Like, Jez gets, like, almost the military report afterwards. Like yeah. Like, operation.
1: Well, he has. He's been helping him the whole way along, hasn't he? Jez was there when he made the initial phone call. Um, yeah. All the way back at the start um but we get a, a
0: bit i like here is mark's um sort of like a motto he sums it up perfectly here it's it's all one step forward two steps back that's the key to progress and i just think oh
1: mark this is so <laughs>
0: it's so typical of him He's It's very
1: it's a it's a military attitude as well isn't it is is it's is having yeah having to concede something to know for the greater good you're going to move forward i like yeah. his i like his thinking <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, it's, it's awful.
0: Um.
1: so yeah Jez so yeah seems to have been quite responsive or non sorry, non-responsive to Mark here. And the 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 atmosphere in the flat seems to be quite the lights are off, the curtains seem to be drawn, it seems to be quite dark. And I don't know whether I was just reading in reading no. too much into that. No, that's it's you're obviously right. meant to have a sort of a negative atmosphere about it. And it seems like it's just because Jez is bored of Mark going on and on and on about his failed attempts with Sophie. Um but it turns out Jez is actually dealing with some quite bad news, isn't it? Um so Jez tells Mark about his Uncle Ray and sort of does quite a lot of talking about how he, how he's ill and how he's going to a hospice. Um, and he seems to think that hospice is just a hospital but nicer. Which yeah. really baffles me because I, I don't think, like, most people know what a hospice is. Like, I don't know whether they've overplayed the stupidity of of Jeremy or whether it's meant to be the fact that he's grieving
0: we're not grieving, easy.
1: but struggling to cope with bad news that he's sort of yeah. he's not quite sure what's going you on. I think
0: someone in there sort of, uh, we're thinking late 20s, maybe hitting about yeah. 30, we should probably know what a hospice yeah. is. But he, yeah, he says, oh, was, like, not to worry, like, he's in the hospice, so they'll be taking care of him, as if, like you know, he's, yeah, he's in the like that, Yeah, as in, like, yeah, he's, he's
1: extra special because he's in the hospice. Yeah. Um, And Mark sort of explains what it is and then says, sort of, about it being terminal. And Jez sort of goes, yeah, uh, yeah, Mum did say that was uh, what you said it was. Yeah, he um, can't, can't
0: bring himself to to say yes, it's terminal. Yeah.
1: and he finishes it off just by saying, I'm sure he'll be fine. He's he's not a quitter. Yeah, yeah, and Mark's like, mm, maybe not, mate. Yeah, maybe probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just as a, as a point, I'm sure we'll come back to this later on. The music that's playing on the TV is a song called Sail Away by Enya. Yes. Um, and that is a through line of the resters. They 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 tend to pick these songs that tend to go all the way through a particular episode, and this seems to be the one in episode yeah, six. They
0: they do a good job of that. Um so uh, yeah, this is the first time we're seeing Jeremy as a, like a hundred percent serious like I said before and sort of general overview, he's dealing with something that's actually really impacted him and he's sort of gone down that denial yeah. route. Yeah. Um, he's sort of all Already sort of going through those stages of grieving, perhaps, um, and he and he he changes the topic, doesn't he? He sort of changes the channel on the telling, tries yeah. to sort of escape from it all. Um, but Mark sort of is trying to get him to get in contact, and Jess is just like, oh, he's probably got people calling night and day, like he's he's probably sick of it. And yeah. Mark's like, mm, no, nah, come on, I, I really think you should.
1: Well, there's a, there's just the element of him being. Emotion—he's very—we talked about both of them being quite emotionally immature, didn't we? And how yeah. their their way of dealing with things is not particularly great. So there's an element of Jez probably has, may, has maybe never lost anyone before. He's maybe this might be the first member of his family that's that's died, and he doesn't—he's not quite dealing with the grief process.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Um. Uh. So it cuts the, um, from Mark saying, you know, we think you should get in contact. It cuts to them visiting uh, Ray and. Jez is sort of the one that sort of kickstarts the conversation yeah. and it's just he it gets off to a bad start from the office it's just oh what what have you been up to Ray and he's just sort of quite to the point like well you know sort of like what do you think like yeah. I've been lying here
1: I'm here taking... dying <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so he's just like oh, I, I've been lying here taking painkillers and Jez is just like mmm right Cool, and then in his head, he's just like, Jesus, that wasn't a very friendly joke. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's so bad. But
1: Mark manages to bond better with with Ray than Jez does, doesn't he? He starts, he's obviously got a slight conversation started with the police, and he just sort of starts talking about the force, you can rely on the force, and all this sort of, yeah. but, but really takes an interest in it. And Jez is sort of like, he's, he's hijacking my visit, yeah. And it's very, yeah,
0: it's interesting. Jez says that. It, it comes all about jez now like yeah. Ray is the poor guy that's there in the bed dying but jez is criticizing mark for like stealing his visit
1: even though jez didn't even want to go on the visit yeah this is all mark's idea but it's quite strange because the first five episodes we've sort of seen mark as being the one who doesn't know how to deal with things in like oh, doesn't have to yeah. interact with things but actually here he's the one who's managing to save this conversation
0: yeah
1: um and for all of the for all of the deal that we get from Jez the whole way through is about him being able to have these conversations about being able to pull women about seems to give off the impression that he's this sort of suave guy and got, got quite a lot of charisma. Mm. We've seen him try and pull women by talking about olives. And then he's <laughs> an, his own family member. He's gone to see him and can't even get any sort of conversation started with him. Yeah. Um. And we just, and it gets worse. Like as Mark carries on talking, um, Jez in his internal monologue is sort of saying, "Say something inspiring. Say something inspiring." And it, after the conversation, whatever Mark and Ray are talking about, Jez just goes, "Yeah." Yeah, and
0: just yeah, completely yeah. trails off. I, I wonder if that maybe says something about his music career in that he doesn't doesn't in that that time he doesn't have any anything of note. But this to is say. a
1: direct family member. It's not like it's like your great great aunt Petunia, like who you like you've never met and you go and see her in hospital. Yeah. This is his mum's brother.
0: And we know that his his mother is the far more important relationship to him, so it's only the, the sort of the good side. It's on the his,
1: maternal kind of, side. Yeah. It obviously means something. Yeah. So it does seem quite strange, but Mark seems yeah, like you said, Mark does seem to do quite a good job here, and it comes up with some quite good things, like people like people can be so funny about illness. He seems to have quite a emotional understanding of it. Yeah. Him. Um, and then it goes to um, Ray finding Jesus, isn't it? And obviously he's he's become ill, and he's converted to Christianity or gone back to Christianity I think is you're all meant to think yeah Mark so, sort of notes the cross
0: that's above his bed yeah and at that point you can sort of see Mark he gets a little bit more awkward talking about the religious side of it he sort of starts to like trail off a little yeah. bit yeah
1: but Ray comes out with some great lines here because he sort of point he points up to the cross doesn't he he just goes
2: that's the one upside of this whole thing we discovered that little guy with the crown of thorns
1: and the big old heart
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um... again, we get more just filler from Jez, which is like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, just trails up. And like Mark's just looking at him, just like, is that all you got? Sort of thing. And then in Jez's internal uh, monologue, he's just, uh, that's nice. Ray's such a nice guy. Shame that everything he believes in is total rubbish. He's <laughs> just think, oh, God. So then we cut to them back at the flat, and Jez just gets the call about Ray finally passing, um, and and Mark obviously senses that you know this is a serious situation, so he goes to change the channel, but. Jeremy keeps talking and sort of marks sort of pulls yeah, yeah, away yeah. from the rem- remote because you can see what's on screen.
1: Yeah, here. I when I watched it, I, and, I, and I've not looked it up, but you see like a pair of tits on the screen. Yeah. Like I think it's meant to be. I, I presume it's meant to be like a Eurotrash type program. It's meant to be one of those like rave, like TV shows that were really big in the '90s, and he's probably I'm found not, it online. I'm not familiar. <laughs> with the station, do you? <laughs> but I think, but it's it's obviously meant to be like the sort of show that's not on while you're just finding out that your uncle's died oh absolutely I think yeah. it's obviously just meant to be a sort of slightly comedic moment um, but then Jez sort of is, is so simplistic about it and he starts sort of listing off you, you think he's going to go into this great external monologue for once about the things he remembers about Ray and you sort of think he might talk about these amazing holidays they went on together yeah or things, things that he did in The Police yeah, that are quite inspiring right, yeah, th- things to really remember him when he's just like oh Uncle Ray he said it oh, Siggies. yeah and he was gonna, football. <laughs>
0: he was gonna build me a, a bow and arrow that would shoot through like a metal dustbin yeah or he never did, yeah, he never did. <laughs> yeah it just becomes so um, so nothingy um,
1: and, he start, and he goes on and talk about trying to talk a foundation it's like we could come campaign for something or against something like I think he's he cannot deal with this grief I think he's gone along the whole way thinking very much in a very childlike sort of mentality he's not gonna die he'll be fine he's still here I can still see him yeah. And then all of a sudden he's died. Um. So he, yeah, he talks about trying to raise money. Yeah. He comes um, up with the Ray Foundation for Chris- Christians and, and coppers. coppers. <laughs> <laughs> um. And he's like, something positive has got to come out of this, like as though this guy has obviously had an ongoing condition that has killed him. It's not, it's not necessarily something. He's not fighting against injustice.
0: Yeah. He's got
1: this. We later find out a hereditary condition. So it's something that not 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 necessarily. They they really campaign for or against.
0: Yeah. So to close out the scene, we get a a nice uh, close up of the telly, and yeah, like you say, it's this sort of like weird rave porn. Yeah. And it, so you see Mark and Jess's face; they're so dead faced, just so like you could say like, this isn't. <laughs> This isn't the the thing for the yeah. moment. And well, if
1: any of our listeners, if you happen to know what this show is, if you could like leave us a little comment um, and just tell us what it is, because <laughs> yeah. we're 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 undecided, but we we know it's probably not the the thing that they should be watching when they're yeah. finding out someone's died. But
0: the very last second is just Jez looking at the telly and he looks sort of zoned out, but then he sort of just turns his head to the side, it's
1: like oh, and I'm back in the zone. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he's not obviously not that cut up about it. Because he goes straight over to Tony's house. Although, is he really cut up about it? And, like, this is his way of dealing with it. I don't know. There, there's the element of him saying, of us saying, and I know the first time I watched it, you sort of go, ah, oh, well, he's obviously not that. He's using it to manipulate her for sex. But, or is he just so cut up about it that we're sort of, we've got to give him an allowance that he's just found out that his uncle's died? I
0: guess, but he does, in his monologue, I think it's a little bit later, he does say, um, he sort of lets slip that, she he can't believe that she's not being as responsive to someone who's upset as, a, as, as I, I claim say I, I am. am yeah yeah so I think I think you you're right it's probably a bit yeah. of both but I think he's definitely sat and thought like oh what can cheer me up yeah and oh. I thought Tony uh, you know I, want, I like Tony oh and if I tell her
1: yeah I've she'll this sort she of and and he's news. sort of playing on her weak emotional state that she seems to constantly yeah. be
0: in yeah exactly
1: so he goes over doesn't he um. And sort of tries to milk Ray's death to get sex. And he's just talking and talking and talking. She's clearly ret- getting ready to go and do something. We don't know yeah. what, but she's getting ready to do something. Um, and she mentions to to him that Tony, her husband from the previous episodes, is out of the picture again. And she says, sure.
2: It's like after Tony left, I thought, this is it. Everything's over. But then I thought,
1: hey, no, sort it out. Buy a juicer. She's, she's in the same lack of emotional maturity as Jeremy. It's like she cannot deal with things yeah in, in
0: a mature way yeah just sort of um, bounces from one thing to the next and it's all a bit sort of yeah. chaotic and we talked about this thing of tony being a little bit um sort of like unhinged
1: <laughs> yeah like and not i mean all together but he's very matter of fact about it because like the doorbell rings and tony says you better go classified dates can be really uptight about timings um and she's obviously moved on really quickly she's obviously going she she's sort of bro- she's broken up with tony she slept with jeremy yeah. And now she's already on to classified dates, so she's obviously either moved on really quickly or cannot deal with things at all, and is just going from rebound to rebound to rebound.
0: Yeah, um, I think one thing to point out as well, classifieds is very much of it's the a,
1: yeah, it's a very much of the era, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're going,
0: going back to 2003. It's very much if it was set now, we'd be she'd be on Tinder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can you? Oh God, can you imagine Mark, Jeremy, and Tony on <laughs> Tinder? <laughs> um. So yeah, Jeremy's very direct in the end because he's just like he he realised he's not getting anywhere by sort of playing, beating around the bush with it to P- pardon the phrase yeah um, well, he says uh,
0: uh, like nothing could make me feel better about Ray's death except, except maybe, maybe one thing, thing could make me feel better and like his voice changes you know, and he always, like his head is very telling like you know what I'm on about yeah
1: but she she responds equally directly doesn't she and she just literally turns to him and just goes look Jeremy
0: death happens people die you've got to move on
2: My dad died when I was three, but I haven't let it screw me up.
1: I think, like, it's one of those moments, there aren't many moments in Peep Show where it's a literal full... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like a full
1: burst-out, proper laugh-out-loud moment. But that, because it's so... It's so, like, she's so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... It's such a like a, a a quick snap joke that just you just sort of catches you off guard slightly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Tony opens the door and look who the the date is. It's someone who fits pretty the, much the yeah. profile of like a father like figure. He's like yeah, he's tall and like, like all the things that she might describe. But he's got that sort of silvery hair, isn't he? Like he's clearly yeah. you know few decades older yeah. like certainly old enough to be her father
1: yeah so we so we sort of leave that scene there don't we and we open with mark back at his desk with another stress ball. although i didn't point i didn't notice this but i think you've noticed it. it's yeah, a different it's, colored one yeah it's a different one. i think it's shaped like a computer mouse I right okay know. he's
0: he's given a, a note as well that it's it's not only a different one it's a bigger one and i just wonder <laughs> his if stress
1: like, is just getting progressively yeah worse.
0: and he, he just he has to have more than one that you might just Get through them quite quickly. Maybe and this thought, is oh.
1: what um, Doctor Professor Klugman recommended for <laughs> <therapist. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe it is. So yeah, he has a bit of an internal monologue, doesn't he? Where he's just sort of he's building himself up. We can clearly see from this what he's building himself up to do because we've seen the rest of the situation. But he's sort of saying it's perfect, big social occasion, no invites. It's not a date, but it is like yeah. he's building himself up to asking her. And I don't get why Mark is just so bad at like bad at this. Like she. She knows he likes her, and she hasn't rebuffed him, has she? Yeah, he said, I like
0: you, and if you can't deal with it, (laughs) like the famous thing, if if you can't deal with it, you can fuck off. And she's she's not, has she? She's still there time and time again. So he must know that she is interested, or at least open to the idea of it all, and he just, like I say, can't commit, can't sort of muster enough confidence to actually say the words, would you like to come out for dinner, or just something. But in
1: his head he's going so far forward because he's then in this internal monologue he's still saying, But what if oh, it all goes right? What if I have to what, what what am I gonna do about my freakish balls? Like he's still getting himself ahead, even though he's not even got the Gusto to actually go and ask about it properly. He's asking you to come to a wake with him, like he's, he's not, <laughs> yeah. like he's not, he's not doing a big, big romantic gesture, and yeah. he's still going ahead with his mind of going. Oh, I'm gonna have to get something done about my balls here. Yeah, although um, he does, he does rein himself in. Like, he does catch himself
0: quite quickly. He does say like, uh, I can't remember really the exact wording, but it's just, it's just like, can't, calm, calm well, down. Yeah. Like you've got to actually get ahead. Don't get and, ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. You've still got to ask it yet, which is. Uh, which is a bit of progress, I suppose. Yeah,
1: so they have a great conversation, don't they? Which he's asking her out in the same place that he asked her to the cinema in quite an early episode when he sort of talks about the mega Megapass. It's still down that same aisle of the Cabinet files, isn't it? Where he sort of wanders yeah. down. She's obviously looking for something. And they have a they have quite a good back and forth, don't they? Where he's trying to ask her out without really asking her out. He's trying to say that it's a date when it's not really a date. Um, yeah, when he he
0: mentions that... She can come along to the funeral. She's a bit sort of, a bit confused in that she obviously doesn't know Ray. She doesn't really even know Jez no. that well. They've met a few times and hung up three but it's very much she knows Jez because Through of Through Mark. Mark yeah. So if maybe if it was Mark's uncle, then perhaps she'd be a bit more like, Oh yeah, of course. But she's a bit kinda of like oh But
1: like, she can't really say no, can she? You can't you can't go up to somebody and say, I want I need you to come to the funeral with me. You're not gonna go nah, like cope with it yourself. Yeah, and um, this is why
0: I think Mark loves this idea because she like you say, you kind of can't say no. Yeah. There's no invites. It's not a date, but it sort of is yeah. because you go to the wake and there's food <laughs> and drink and it's like a. It takes up a, a fair portion of the day. It yeah. all Sort of adds together. But him
1: and Jez are basically doing the exact same thing, aren't they? I know it's Jez's uncle, but Jez has gone to Tony and is playing on the grief to oh, get yeah. to to get to get laid back with Tony. And Mark's doing the exact same thing with Sophie. He's just basically. Using this death to manipulate Sophie into going out to going out with him. Oh yeah. So
0: it's sort of. Um... Yeah. So when she's a bit confused by it and in his internal model, like, again, he's quite. He picks up on it. He's
2: like. Oh. Oh no shit. Wow. It's um... not perfect. It's cracked. Oh
0: piss. And she says she then sort of lets him off a bit and she says oh, you know. If you want if, a friend. Yeah, yeah. She says she'll go, but if you want a friend to go, <clears> and and that then forces Mark's hand which is significant for the first time, he does say, oh, not as a friend, but as a kind of date kind of thing.
1: And he's like, I'm just going to drop that, <laughs> drop yeah. that in there. And there's nothing, no, no coming back from it at that point, is there? Um, and she agrees to it. Like like we said, she couldn't really say no, but she is like, as long as it's okay. Yeah, and, and he says
0: something about, oh... Um... He goes,
1: that's the beauty. No invites for a funeral. Yeah, like... <laughs> and then
0: says, "Perhaps perhaps afterwards we could go somewhere. And she says... Uh, won't there be a wake? And he's like, somewhere like the wake. <laughs> he's
1: like, that's a great... <laughs> it's like it's all coming together for me. Like, yeah, so smile. that's the actual, like, pied de resistance. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, she, yeah, she agrees. And like you said, as long as it's okay, I'm invited. Um, but yeah. that's the beauty. No invites at a funeral. Yeah.
1: So we cut then to the funeral. So the jump straight forward to presumably at least a few days later, because you can't imagine he'd be asking her
0: I think when before. he asks Sophie, he says, on Friday, yeah. so I'm guessing this is some point in that working yeah. week. A, cu- yeah. a
1: couple of days later, isn't it? Um. And we open with that great reading.
2: As Jono let rip with the stolen Kalashnikov and Squarehead fired off a round of monkey puzzler, I look down at the towel head, I just... Jesus, where did they get this guy? This This whole thing is a freak show. Why am I I even here? Why is she here? I didn't stop to think about it long. We all get slotted
0: sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes on, and Mark's just like, oh, Jesus, (laughs) like, in his head, like, we know how inappropriate this is for a a funeral. And then uh, Liz, who's his sister, sort of gets up, and says, oh, that that was uh, one of... Ray's favourite books, Scorpio Patrol, Real Life Behind Enemy Lines. <laughs> <laughs> sort of thanks him for it like almost like a sincere reading. Yeah, anyone
1: else gets like John verse three? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's 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 graphic, it's horrific, it's racist for yeah. it, for want of for, for want of anything else, like regardless of the fact it's a war it's a war diary book, like it's it's racist, like it's it's disgusting. It's horrific. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's awful. So inappropriate.
1: Um, so then Jez, in his internal monologue, um, is sort of looking up at her, as, as um, as his auntie Liz starts talking, and just says, "God, I'm so pleased we stopped going to Liz's for Christmas. She's loving this. <laughs> like, is that, is that, yeah. and we and we don't know about Jez's family dynamic, do we? At no. This point? We don't. We don't. We know that we know that he's got a mum. But mum strangely isn't at the funeral, or if she is, we don't see her. Yeah, so this is
0: another aunt then. Cause this is Ray's sister. Liz. Yeah, so
1: this isn't his mum, but we don't see mum at the funeral. This, but I wonder whether because she's quite a, a major character to introduce for such a small part of the story. Yeah, I so guess. would you introduce? If she's introduced at this point, you want her to come in with a big storyline as part of a bigger part Yeah, you part want the plot it. to revolve around She doesn't around come in there. until season five or six, does she? The first yeah. time we see her is at the, when they have Christmas at their house, isn't it?
0: Uh, no, that's Mark's parents. But it's like you say, though, that when it's, you need that occasion, where the Christmas episode where you meet Mark's Dad. Uh, that yeah. That is a big deal. Yeah, and that's we've and that's the, so much about Mark's dad. And that's the
1: one and only time we meet. Only to, one and only time we meet Mark's dad, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So uh, when we meet um, Jeremy's mum, which is when Mark gets the the war diaries uh, yeah, yeah. and the whole core food property and all that. When um, Jeremy's is it a great aunt that dies?
1: Yeah. So yeah, so I, I can't work. Then I can't, I can't, yeah.
0: that that but that's a bit of a side plot to that episode. And the real thing is jeremy's mum is coming because i yeah. need to sort and it she's out.
1: introduced at that point if they'd introduced her in series one sort of the cat's out the bag then we, we know who she is we would discover what her relationship with is like with jeremy whereas actually we've now got another four seasons before yeah. before we actually have to find out anything more about her yeah
0: um, so at this point sophie goes to sort of grabs mark's arm for a bit of comfort and he's, he's quite happy that sort of this is all working out he's got the sympathy vote she's sort of looking at him with quite kind eyes yeah
2: and
1: i can imagine mark being quite emotional about it like funerals whether if you go to a funeral whether or not you know the person whose funeral it they're quite emotional yeah they're quite emotional times even if you've got no particular connection to the person that you're there for
0: um so
1: jeremy gets up doesn't he
0: yeah so liz invites anyone else who's got any words to say to sort of get up
1: yeah and um... you know at that point that jeremy's gonna sort of stand up and he he gets up um, and goes off on a on a on a long speech about basically it becomes quite critical of his auntie for, oh, yeah. for, for 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 not allowing Ray to have the funeral that he wants. But then he he goes off on a massive tangent and he's sort of saying,
3: I think we should all remember that Ray by the end he loved Jesus. Now I know Liz, there's no proof for Jesus, but then. There's no proof for lots of things like science or the stock market, and we believe in them
1: he thinks again he's being really sort of philosophical and he's sort of getting himself deeper into a hole, and it 's sort of like i've got to keep going at this point now i 'm not really sure where i 'm going, and yeah. I actually found it quite, and i don 't know what your thoughts were on it, but I sort of found it quite brentish, like quite David Brentish of this. He, he runs with an idea, he's got to keep on going with it. He thinks yeah. he's making a really worldly point, but he's chatting absolute rubbish.
0: Yeah. Like, but yeah, like you say, he's committed to the point, so he's got to see it through and in the end. Hope but it's funny that at this with this around, he actually does get the validation, he does get a bunch of applause. Where if that was David Brent, it would just be, it would be de- de- yeah. dead yeah. But that's silence. but
1: that's the difference between the the comedy of the office being a, a mockumentary and this is obviously meant to be a sitcom. I think those are the, that's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, that's we, great. we haven't got the the whole point of David Brent is there isn't meant to be anyone around him who would who necessarily do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it, I, I found it quite interesting that it's it's such a ridiculous point to make.
0: Yeah. But he like, does
1: what? really stick it to Liz, doesn't he? Yeah. And what is interesting is that he had nothing to say when he was at Ray's bedside, but now he's gone. Well, he's just been reinvigorated by how awful his auntie has behaved. His auntie has actually, like, completely gone against what oh, his wishes would have been. Yeah. Right? Um, and th- so he references it, doesn't he? And he talks about... Um...
3: Look, what I'm trying to say is that if I was dying and I decided that even though I'd never particularly been into, say, uh, Enya before, but that now I really, really was into Enya and that, in fact, I thought Enya was great and that Enya died for our sins, and I wanted an Enya-themed funeral with pictures of Enya and lots and lots of mentions of Enya, then I think it would be a bit bloody rich for my sister to ban all mention of Enya from my funeral. Yeah?
1: And he finished it off and he goes, yeah, as though like he's really like, that's blown everyone's minds. Yeah, and she looks like face of thunder. Like, but presumably the reason the Enya thing has all come from it is because he's seen her on the TV when they've oh, been sitting yeah. in the flat. Like... We we're
0: talking about as well that thing about little songs and things that become that sort of th- that thread through an episode. Yeah. This is again another good example of that. Like you say, they plant that seed at the beginning when they're just casually watching telly, and it's yeah, uh, as it sail away. Yeah, um, and here. He's sort of called from that, like that something that has just been in his head recently, yeah. and bang, we've got like a,
1: a huge like episode moment. But like I said, they applaud, and that just sort of validates his bullshit, doesn't it? Like, yeah, he, he hasn't made it. I suppose actually he has made quite a good point, just in a re like with the whole thing about Enya. It is a it is a, it is a good point. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's just gone around a very weird way around doing it. It's still it's the, still a valid point. Yeah, the sentiment behind it. Maybe a funeral's not the right time to do it. But it's still a good, it is still a valid point. Yeah. Um, so, Mark and Sophie sort of carry on with this, or the, the development of this little relationship is, is going on throughout the funeral, isn't it? And yeah. We so get Sophie's hand then goes onto his knee.
0: Yeah. So, we get a shot of Ray in his sort of cardboard box um, coffin yeah. at the front. And Mark, like you say, at a funeral, whether you're sort of directly related to that person or not, it's sort of, yeah, like an emotional time. And Mark does look quite sad, and Sophie goes for the hand on the knee, and it's sort of that progress from hand on the arm to hand on the knee, and again that perks Mark up quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and so he's sort of really like, yeah, it's, he he sort of I don't seizes an opportunity or sees this as an opportunity, but when they then get to the pub, it's clearly like he's he's ready to progress it forward, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so they they're they're in the pub, and 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 Jeremy. Is surrounded by people, one of whom I'm, I'm sure is a vicar. I'm sure one of them
0: oh, seems
1: right. to be seems to be seems to be the vicar. Um, and so he's sort of going I guess it just came from in here, and he points to his heart, and then sort of tries to. It's such a like stupid joke, and then he just points up and just goes or oh, from up there, like pointing yeah. it up to the sky. Isn't and it? he's so smug
0: about it. He's loved yeah. that he's got this captive audience, and yeah, like, everyone's to here. And it's quite new.
1: like I know we give Jez a hard time for not being that sophisticated, but. That's quite a like, a quite a sort of charismatic sort of little joke to be telling. I quite like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's like, yeah, here's to God. Um, and like, <laughs> like five minutes ago, like earlier on in the episode, he was just sort of saying how it was all rubbish. And oh, absolutely. The...
0: Complete 180 for a bit of attention. Yeah. Now he's got an audience he will do whatever he can to yeah. keep them around.
1: <laughs> so Sophie and Mark are talking about life being really short. They're having a proper heart to heart, aren't they? Um, and Sophie just sort of says, sometimes we're so wrapped up in life. And you just think this is leading somewhere this is going somewhere and then mark's just like i mean if i want an xbox why don't i just get an xbox
0: yeah
2: i don't
1: know whether he's trying to he's getting himself closer and closer to his end goal and he's trying to steer away from it or whether he just hasn't picked up on the fact that sophie's obviously trying to make a move on him
0: yeah it's just it's so clear that this could be going down a path that is that leads to that sort of Romantic spark or a bit of spontaneity. And we talked about Mark actually doing quite well this episode. Yeah. For picking up on cues and signals and things. But he just reverts back to... Yeah, just... Old Mark. Not but he does realise that
1: he's losing her again, doesn't he? He does realise that he is, and he just goes, it's a candle. Or is it him that says it, or Sophie that says, i uh, yeah. being a candle, it's a candle. Yeah, in fairness, he doesn't That's a cover. good line.
0: Yeah, it's a brief candle. Yeah, he closes A bloody in with, brief yeah, candle. With yeah, with the hand. And yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, he does make a, yeah. a good save out of it. But we get for that brief moment, that lapse, where but, he reverts to But old even Mark.
1: then, when he says, he says that, the way he talks to Sophie is so awkward. He's like, can I tell you how... Beautiful, you look, Sophie. Oh yeah. Can I kiss you, Sophie? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's so awkward. Like, well, like maybe chivalrous. He's asking, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that not many girls are gonna want bef- before you go in for the kiss. Just check to, to check. Yeah. It's all right. you can, there's quite an easy way of telling whether they're gonna, like whether they're they're into it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's yeah, it's very, very cringy. And straight away, as soon as he starts kissing her, he starts making a comment about his balls.
2: Oh, my God. Um, what about my abnormal knackers? Oh, this is nice. How weird are they? What I really need is a good, long look at another man's bollocks but that's so fraught with potential problems.
0: Yeah, he, he mixes with uh, being in the moment. It's like, oh, this is nice. Oh like, you know, getting into this yeah, thing. Yeah. And then it's just, again, jumping forward. What about my balls? And, and then yeah.
1: he, he sort of tops it off by just going, thank you, Ray. As though, oh, <laughs> which sort yeah. of proves the point that the whole time he's just been using Ray's death as an excuse to, like, manage it, like, get in Sophie's pants. Yeah, <laughs> I think as well, like... I know he's sort of worried about them,
0: but just why are you thinking about having a look at another man's balls while you're kissing the woman you fancy? I don't know. It's very odd.
1: So we hit the ad break at this point, don't we? Um, Yeah. And return from the ad break with Jeremy sort of wallowing in misery and self-pity, isn't he? He's he's changed his tune from... um, from being pro God, obviously when he's surrounded by all the the sort of the godly folk at the pub, yeah. Um, and then he just sort of turns around and says, "That's God." You think you're him? and the smiting plagues and pestilence start. Like he's he's obviously just having it. He's maybe not having a breakdown, but he's clearly just not coping with it. And yeah, he sort of turns around and he's smoking um he's smoking cigarettes. He's sort of doing what Mark did in the previous episode. He's drinking, he's smoking, he's yeah. he's just using well, that as a coping mechanism. Yeah, it. but, it's interesting
0: to note though that Jez is smoking uh, regular cigarettes because normally he's just a weed smoker that yeah. like we've seen. but like you say, it's that thing it's the about stress. And when the... Mark went off the rails a bit, he went to cigarettes. Yeah. Um, Turns
1: out that one spliff that he had in the bowling alley toilets wasn't enough to turn a yeah, life and drugs. Yeah, um, so Mark comes in and again it's that sort of juxtaposition of the, the emotions of the two characters. And he's managed to get Sophie to come away with him to the cottage. Um, With a bed. With a bed, yeah, in point like the implication is that he's going to be able to have sex with her. Um, I think it's it's a shame that we don't see that play out. We've been
0: talking about how he can't commit to fully asking her out. Time and time again, we've seen these sort of half attempts and then for whatever reason he gets interrupted or he just bottles it. The one time where he actually manages to convince her to come away for a weekend at a cottage, we don't see it. Yeah. It's quite disappointing. Yeah.
1: So Mark having told him about the cottage then sort of starts asking him he's like I need to ask you a, a real like upfront question about bulls and like he he seems to be negating the fact that, that Jeremy clearly is just sitting there silently like he's clearly got something that he and he's already told him he's got some news that he needs to share as well yeah um and so Mark gets this starts to ask this question and Jez just sort of Interrupts him, doesn't he? And sort of says, obviously has some quite depressing news. Yeah. Um, that the thing that um Ray has died from. Uh, they know what he's died from, and they know that it might be hereditary.
0: Yeah, and that they want him to go in for testing, don't they?
1: But Mark just doesn't seem very sincere about any of it. And Jez reveals that he's obviously reveals, like sort of says that he's scared. And you would expect you've just found out a that your uncle's just died, but also that the condition that he's died from, you might also have. Like, it's not it's not a particularly happy place to be. Um, and so Mark sort of just says, don't be scared. And yeah. says, I am scared. Don't be scared. I am scared. Like Mark just doesn't know how to deal it's with it. It's weird because he was... He did all
0: right with Ray. Yeah. When we knew that he was dying, Mark was pretty okay. Maybe yeah. it was just the fact that he had... had Mark's probably the sort of guy that he'd prepared what he was gonna say to Ray. Or yeah.
1: also he knows that maybe Jez is just a bit simple and that he can sort of say, Don't be scared, mate, it'll be alright. Yeah, and, and it Jez might Jez might just go, You're right, Mark, yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. Or maybe it's just that Jez is so much closer to Mark than Ray is that it He just cares stri- less. <laughs> it, it, it strikes you know, it hits Mark a bit. You know, knocks him over a bit, and he's not quite sure what to say. Yeah, quite possibly. But he says, you know, oh, that's fine. It's perfectly natural yeah. to be scared, which yeah, he is. But there's just, yeah, a real. He's lack not of...
1: really spent much time emotionally connecting with him, has he?
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So we cut to Mark at the the doctor's surgery, getting ready to get his balls checked out. Um. And he's sort of preparing himself, like you would imagine, he would do preparing himself for the male doctor to touch his balls. But of course, a young female nurse walks in, and his entire preparation has been done in his monologue. Yeah, out the window. It's, it's a bit awkward
0: when you know that someone's just going to have a, a bit of a fumble yeah. down there, and you, you do sort of have to psych yourself up a little bit, like, it's fine, they're a professional, they probably yeah. do this all the time. And so you get yourself in that state of mind, and I suppose anything at all that is different to how you imagined it would be throws him off.
1: He's just so so. He's just so awkward, though, isn't he? Like, he just, he, like you said, he's prepared himself for it, um, but he gets a bit funny, and he sort of says that, he makes a comment about like, i'm not that i've got anything against your kind, yeah, and i don't know whether that's meant to be sexist or whether it's meant to be just like. You're the other. You're not the doctor, are you? So you are that's, just... It's just yeah. anything that's not a doctor.
0: Yeah, slight of her. Although it could be sexist
1: because he's talking about the fact that it's going to be a woman playing with his ball Playing. <laughs> 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 examining his balls. Yeah. Um, or and, just to dig at what her status is. Yeah.
0: So she asks what's the problem um, and he sort of can't bring himself to say it and she, she has to say penis for yeah. him and then he's like...
1: Testicles.
0: Testicles. Yeah, he can't even say it to her.
1: But yeah... It, uh, the bit that sort of cracks me up every time is... Obviously, she's a nurse. She literally deals with poo and wee and balls and fannies every single day. And like <laughs> it's, not, it's not like anything unusual for her. But then she just turns around and she goes... Uh, right, trousers down, let me take a look at the little fellows. And it like, I don't know what it is because there's nothing funny about it, but the, the way she says little fellows just cranks me up yeah, every I single think, time. Perhaps it's just a,
0: her way of, um, she can obviously sense that we all can. Mark's yeah, incredibly yeah. awkward about it, and it's just. If I, you know, just make it a bit more lighthearted. come on, let's get the little fellows out and have a look at him. Like, it might help
1: him relax a bit, but of course he doesn't. You've got an insight to what happens after the podcast stops recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark panics. Um, and so I think he panics and he probably worries in the same way that I think most people would worry in this situation. Um, But he's like, no, no, you looking to attention, Captain Corrigan. Like, yeah. Which is the first reference he makes... To referring to his penis as Captain Corrigan, and that's something that we get quite a few times, isn't it? Yeah,
0: we do. And of course, the nickname for his penis has to have a, a, military, a military rank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but he, he, he's panicking about it, um, and so he's trying to. He's sort of saying, she, people people like I should wear a mask, like to stop me getting an erection over the <laughs> yeah. doctor or, or the nurse. I should. I she should have to wear a mask. And he lists off these, peop- these people's masks. He's like, "She should wear a Reagan mask, or. A Batman mask and there's like, no she'd be quite horny as Batman <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like it's quite it's, it's very very strange um and he's just trying to make small talk with her um so he's like have you worked there long have you worked here long and there's no situation at that point you can't do anything to make anything less awkward no. than it currently is. I think the only way he could have made it more awkward is if he'd sort of sat there with his hands sort of behind his head just like, <laughs> <laughs> in a sort of like gyrating way. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, there's nothing that can make this uh, sort of situation any easier. No, but she's a bit, she's a bit taken aback, isn't she? She just goes, oh blimey. Um, yeah,
0: and it's weird because I think Mark said a bunch of times that his testicles are abnormally large but I always wondered like whether he was just sort of exaggerating and, and it's just all in like
1: mostly in his head but also he we, we don't know a lot about Mark A we don't know how many people he's slept with before if he hasn't slept with it, if this is the if I'm presuming he has had sex with someone yeah but and that person's presumably not commented on his balls but also he's never really gone too much to go and do anything about it and he's in his late 20s you would have thought by that point you might have had something done about it in yeah. that he's, and he's never even asked, <laughs> he's never even asked anyone to have a look at them, like whether or not it's a friend or.
0: Well, he's about to ask Jeremy. Well, yeah, yeah, and we Valerie didn't complain, although he does point out maybe she's she's two, never, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know, but she talks about her last boyfriend.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I I don't know, but but the nurse is taken aback. She's as soon as they're out, it she's does like, make you whoa. it does make <laughs> you wonder what's what's there, doesn't it? Yeah, um, but he's just but. It's, he sort of seems this as being actually intimate, where it's not intimate at all. Like, she's medically examining him. Um and he's just sort of saying how much can a man how much more of this can a man take as though she's like playing with his balls yeah. she's she's examining him and actually she's saying oh that that doesn't hurt
0: does it and he says no no that, feels,
1: it, that feels great yeah <laughs> not, not, not great he catches himself yes I mean not great just yeah. normal <laughs> um it's not a sexy situation at all is it um no. but it sort of calls off what she says um I'll be a simple outpatient um outpatient, outpatient procedure. Um, the scalpel just slips in right at the back of the scrotum, and as you hear that, as a bloke, you're just like, oh. Yeah, you tense <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously that um, he in his internal monologue, he's like, ah, oh, that's a regular bucket of water right now. <laughs> yeah. So he's him <laughs> right, right on, Yeah. Um, so, so we, we flick back, don't yep. we? Um, back to Jez, back at the flat, sitting on the floor by the looks of it, with various religious texts in front of him. He has um. He has the, the Quran the Quran, the he Barnabal. has the Bible and he has a book by the Dalai Lama, doesn't he? And then I think he has the yeah, Bhagavad like... and he has the Bhagavad Gita, which is the Hindu um, Good knowledge that my, my A level in uh, philosophy <laughs> is going, <laughs> going proving useful. Um but he, he he's sort of looking at them trying to see which religion he wants he thinks if if Ray, if Ray, as he was dying, took on a religion, maybe me dying can take on a religion, too. Like, yeah. So but he, the, the thing with that
0: is that Ray rediscovered the little guy with the the crown of thorns and the big heart. But, yeah. But Jeremy's just like, I'll put all the books out there. <laughs> I almost feel like he's going to stand up, spin around with his eyes it shut. It yeah, yeah. And just land on one. And if it's islam or hinduism or whatever he'll take like, it on yeah. well
1: we, we know later on he joins a cult doesn't he like he
0: yeah. he
1: fully emerges himself immerses himself into something so he makes um he makes a joke about the dalai Lama.
3: abandon self-cherishing love only others yeah, well, Mr. Dalai Lama, I suppose you've got to be a suck-up if you haven't got your own country.
0: Oh, yeah, and he's reading lines. out the quotes.
1: From yeah, them. and then yeah. he's like, um, he, I say making jokes about Islam, he sort of, he, he opens he opens the Quran and then sort of says, not really the most fashionable religion, <laughs> yeah. which obviously this is 2003, so this would have been just post 9-11, or yeah. relatively just post 9-11. Iraq war. Iraq think, war, yeah. Afghanistan, all this sort of stuff going on. It wasn't. A particularly there, were, there was a lot of negative publicity around islam yeah. at that point and actually he, whilst what he's saying isn't racist it he quite possibly was quite relevant yeah it's and commentary even, on yeah it. yeah the, the and even 2018 climate. you might say the same yeah like, it's, weird, like, it's a similar sort of situation and then he says something about hinduism
3: hinduism that's got a nice vibe find out the hindus and the hindonts <laughs> yeah i love
1: that yeah. um and then he he goes to the bible um and he says something about not milking not milking the ass on a tuesday yeah yeah i don't a, get that no it's obviously, <laughs> obviously meant to be like a something from like what a commandment or something or a, right. a rule that God's put in place but i love the fact that he references the omen the fact that he knows those of christianity from the omen and not from <laughs> like any studying he's done yeah. or from any like the stories that he might have learned as a child like it makes me laugh that it's not actually anything biblical yeah
0: um so a moment later uh it, it's funny that he's shortly afterwards he's watching a show and it says so i think it is something to do with perhaps grief and um, that this woman is on it saying you know read a poem listen to inspiring music or go into nature and Jess
3: is just... On the other hand, I could finish off the last of that skunk, sit on Big Susie 's dildo, and wank myself dry. I could go down that place, Superhand says, is a knocking shop. If it's not, bang a tab and get a four-hour massage. Which
0: is just the complete,
3: <laughs>
1: the complete opposite
3: of that's, what That's philosophical. Treat.
1: I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about. But, I mean, the fact that he's still got Big susie's dildo, I don't know what to make of it, whether she's left fairly recently. Why does and he's he have still it in the not... first place? <laughs> Yeah, in fairness, they didn't live together at <laughs> that flat, did they? He's taken that with him from yeah. wherever... He lived with her. So presumably he's taken her dildo as he's left. Yeah, we it's know Jez a, strange... is a little
0: bit sort of... But he's very open with his sexuality.
1: But, but Big sues I know we haven't met her, but she doesn't strike me as somebody who's particularly like sexually exploratory. Like, No, that's very true. The fact that she's got a big dildo that Big Su... That, um, Jez is now taken with it, uh, and that's I don't, it's the posh ones, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, so we flick to the hallway where Mark, well, just before Mark sort of talking to Sophie and saying he's definitely not ill, like, he's absolutely fine, like, he's trying to get away from Jez, really, isn't he?
0: Yeah,
1: um, because he knows he's going to be the real ghost at the feast, um. But I mean, Jez is c- clearly whatever Mark's saying. Jez is clearly not in a good place. Like Sophie makes a comment about him having carvings in his arm, and Mark's like, "No, no, no, that was that was just that was just biro." Or yeah. And then and the winnie and the is yeah. <laughs> 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 That's like a proper like feral child type, yeah. thing, isn't it? So Mark is just about to leave with Sophie, but they're clearly both worried about him, and so he goes through and asks Jez to join him. Um, Jez obviously doesn't want to go. Mark doesn't want him to go. Yeah, um, but they both think that they're helping the other one out by doing it, don't yeah, they? Yeah. So, it's a
0: classic sort of comedy sort of, confusion. So Mark,
1: in Mark, and, and this is another great example of a conversation between the two of them where the internal monologue is the actual is the conversation we want to be hearing. Yeah. So Mark's saying like. Mark's saying, like, oh, please don't come, please don't come, please yeah. don't come. And
3: Jess is going, God, I didn't realise he was this terrified of sex. Yeah, like, I love like that.
1: The sort of internal monologue just makes that conversation. Yeah.
0: Um, so then we cut to um, they've arrived at the cottage and Mark is he's bringing some stuff in. And he's, he's psyching himself up. Like, we've heard earlier that this cottage has got a bed, so the implication is sexual intercourse. Yeah. Right <laughs> here. Um, and he's just saying to himself,
2: If I can just get the first one over without a major embarrassment. First fuck is damage limitation. In, out, as much pleasure as I can give her, apologise, and then we can move on.
0: And it just proves exactly what Jess was thinking, that he's right, like, <laughs> Mark is terrified of the idea of it's just it's very it's,
1: it's and it's still the same as that one step forward two steps back isn't it it's just like it's a very yeah. pessimistic attitude absolutely um, so he walks in they walk into the lounge don't they or mark walks into the lounge and jeremy sat there with a lot of bacardi album. breezer oh i didn't notice what it was uh, i'm pretty sure it's bacardi breezer <laughs> he's got about half a dozen bottles there so he's sitting there lying on is he like is he resting on like a beanbag or something behind his head so he's lying on something, isn't he? Because he's not straight on the floor. And he's just watching some sort of... I don't know whether it's porn or whether he's just watching some film that's got some quite sexually explicit scenes in it. While they're all trying to play Risk.
0: Yeah, which oh, I i can imagine Mark insisted on. Like, I've, yeah. we've got to bring Risk with this.
1: Like... Yeah, and he's just like... Um, Mark's just persevering with it. Whatever Jeremy's saying to him, Mark just keeps on going. Yeah, the military campaign has to continue, obviously. Yeah, so Mark um, is just sort of happy to abuse the situation for his advantage, isn't he? Yeah. if you don't want your go, I'll take mine. I'm attacking Irkutsk, Um, and Mark's is still looking really pleased with himself. And Sophie, Sophie again, is just looking completely indifferent. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether they would have been playing that if they'd been if 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 Jeremy hadn't been there is this mark's idea of taking her to a cottage there's no like whining and dining and yeah like, yeah. like watching watching romantic film and like curling up on the sofa do you think he would have still been playing risk if so if if Jeremy hadn't been there yeah i think he probably would <laughs> <laughs> He's going to grind her down <laughs> yeah i think conquer her in
0: Uh, like a military quest and then... Conquer in the Bedroom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I do think it's sort of like, I'll impress her... (laughs) (laughs) control! Yeah, I'll impress her with my sort of, uh, my military know-how, and then perhaps when I perform subpar in the bedroom my she can uh, <laughs> the, the
1: fact that the fact that I conquered the world in less than 20 <laughs> moves is yeah. a, um, so Jeremy just isn't interested he's like, oh whatever carry on like he's just completely not interested and Jez just turns around to him and he's just like I don't give a flying fuck like he's just like he clearly doesn't care. And Mark's like, well, well, you will when I take Asia. Like, he's still going back to the board game. Yeah, and um, he's
0: lost sight of why they invited Jeremy for this trip. This trip was supposed to be to look after Jeremy, try and help build him up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark's just,
1: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll attack you, even if it's a board game. Yeah.
1: So Jez just sort of has, like, Mark, he, Mark Jez is obviously listening to what Mark's saying, because Mark, because Jez then just has an outburst, isn't he?
3: Blah, 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 Mark. Nothing means anything. It's all just shit, the whole thing. Games, snacks, fires, man, woman, love. Because we're all going to end up in the cold, deep ground, and that's all there is. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My f- <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, he's, he's
0: clearly... He's that like, been drinking. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bruises. And he's obviously
1: depressed. Like he's about he's he's thinking he's gonna find out that he's gonna die. Like he's definitely pessimistic when it comes to this sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Mark's had enough, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. So he says, "Well, I, well, I'm off for a shower then." And he turns to Safe and he's like, "I'll see you in the bedroom, Safe." And again, it's that nervous about speaking anything that could relate to sex.
1: Yeah. around her. Yeah. Um so Jez sort of lies there on the floor, Mark's gone, and he's sort of starting to wallow in his own his own self pity, isn't he? Sort like, well, I really want's a woman. Oh god, I'll never have a woman again in my life. I've never planted my seed, my lines are like dried buckwheat. Yeah. It's not fair. Um and the whole
0: time he's looking at Sophie as he's saying this. Yeah. And he doesn't he's In a really never... weird
1: way. Like she's obviously trying to avert his Gay, isn't yeah, she yeah
0: she's doing things like taking a sip of wine she's sort of her eyes sort of dart away but Jez is very fixed on her it must be quite an intense situation and it gets to a point where Sophie's just like
1: right you know and she knows that he's quite a um, troubled maybe not the right word she's seen him for most of this episode it's obviously clearly not in a particularly good place Mark is obviously presumably filling her in on, on stuff as well but even yeah. back in earlier episodes we've had the fact that jeremy has supposedly hit mark with a ladle and i know we know that's not happened but that's what they've told sophie and also that jeremy um had been holding a bread knife up to him mark had told sophie in an earlier episode that he'd held a bread knife to to make him say stuff on the phone like she must think like what the hell are you doing bringing this loose cannon on holiday with us like he's absolutely nutty
0: um, yeah so Sophie says that she's going to turn in sort of wants to get herself out of the situation but Jez is sort of running with his little monologue and he catches up to her and asks for a word in private but they're in the hallway alone which Sophie quite rightly points out but Jez like steers them into a bedroom yeah. and that they sit on the bed yeah.
1: Presum- presumably, the, yeah, presumably the bedroom that him that, that Mark and Sophie are staying in because Mark comes into that room isn't he after yes. the shower yeah um, which makes
0: this what's about to happen even worse yeah
1: yeah um so he doesn't even start a conversation does he so like it's a bit awkward and sophie is like oh it must be so like so hard for you like what you're going through yeah and she doesn't even get through that sentence and he just pounces doesn't he He just goes he, he goes straight in for the kiss And yeah. obviously she rejects him and he's like oh go on Sophie. If this could be my last time with anyone imagine how committed i'd be as if that's going to work like
0: yeah as if that's going to get her to cheat on mark on her and mark's weekend away yeah. even though jez has gate crashed it we've seen a little bit sophie still is a bit up for the sort of the romantic side yeah of it. um but she's
1: like, she, she she sticks to her guns and she says i'm here with mark and jez just is getting desperate at this point point. whether and whether it is the depression of finding out that he's possibly dying and obviously at this point we he doesn't definitely know that he is he's yeah. really going all guns blazing on this um and jez just gets worse and worse and worse and sort of He's really stabbing Mark in the back, isn't he? He's like, Mark doesn't love for you. He doesn't even like you. He said he's only snogging you for a joke.
0: Like
2: yeah, he's...
1: that's the sort of thing you say when you're 14 at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Oh, he's been drawing really mean pictures of you in his planner. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, he... Well, that... and he goes on to say that, doesn't he? He's like, and, he's drawn... and he draws horrible, vicious cartoons of you and then wraps them up in sausage meat and calls you a sausage muncher, which isn't the only time that...
0: Yeah, we that... get a few sausage muncher. Yeah, yeah. Of... when
1: the racist Daryl... Guy, they they have the whole like sausage muncher thing there,
0: don't they? Yeah, and I think um when Jeremy and Hans play that Christian festival and there's a uh, the band yeah. manager, he says to her that Mark. Yeah, he calls uh, her a sausage. As, a yeah, a sausage it's exactly. just his go to thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it But Sophie think. sort
1: of points out that he's drunk and that they should just leave him and go to bed. Um, and Jez still keeps going. He's like, go on, I might be dead in a week. Yeah. He, still, well, he said that earlier on. It's
0: it's, still, like we said, it's important to remember that we still we know nothing about whether jez could be absolutely fine for all we know and for all jez knows as well but he's really stooping lower and lower as he sort of spirals out of control a bit
1: and they see he then goes on like what what about a threes up like
0: oh yeah it just
1: gets worse and worse and worse Uh, and then sophie sort of gets rid of him but only as far as behind the door
0: yeah so he goes to leave and then we hear mark arriving and jez just has about enough time to hide behind the door like you And as Mark comes in, Sophie's face is just of, like, sort of half terror, half sort of yeah. shock. And Mark is relieved to say, oh, Jess must have gone for a walk. Thank God for that. You'd think you'd be more grateful. But it all changes tune when I'm in charge of the morphine supply. It's so dark. <laughs> yeah, really, really dark. And then the whole time Sophie's got that same face on her. She knows, like, over... Jeremy's behind him. Yeah, yeah, over Mark's shoulder, you can see Jeremy still there. Um... And Jez jumps out and he's like, oh, it's like that, is it? Well, excuse me. And he storms out and, and Mark's following. He's like, Jez, I I I didn't mean yeah. to. <laughs> and there are vibes here of a, of a couple's argument, I feel. Yeah. It's quite typical of that sort of relationship.
1: And we sort of go from that to, um, I know we both point out it's quite like a jarring transition.
0: Yeah,
2: from absolutely. From that big
1: dramatic scene to then, we're then like, we've got the, Mark's point of view um, and he's obviously kissing some part of Sophie's body, and we don't really know what <laughs> part of Sophie's body he's kissing. And even Mark doesn't know. Oh wow.
2: Oh
0: yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She is so. Where am I? Put your tongue out and see. Neck. Yeah, neck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and like, I, I mean, we, we, we've talked about whether this is Mark's first. Well, it's not his first time having sex because he sleeps. He has sex with Valerie. But, like, he obviously not, isn't that experienced. No. But like, how does he not know what part of the body he's on? I
0: know. On? You wonder if he's just sort of...
1: I, like, there's a... Like,
0: dive in with your eyes shut, hope for the best sort of thing. Yeah. Like, if you don't know what body part you're yeah. on, <laughs> like, you can't be doing it right. But he's enjoying it, and he's actually... He's actually commenting that he's enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, and his and noises
1: he's... that he's making are sort of... W- imply that he's enjoying it.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> you can do that again. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's
1: not thinking
0: about getting a look at another man's balls. No, or he's just fully Jeff in the moment. Or, yeah, he's actually enjoying himself.
1: So Sophie stops them and sort of says, "Right, you're going to take your pants off then." Like, the whole way through yeah. this, whatever they're doing, we can o- we can we can only imagine what sort of, sort of <laughs> what sort of foreplay is going on. But Mark's still got his pants on, so yeah, it's obviously not that time. much. Yeah. Um, so Mark is a bit obviously a bit nervous about revealing his balls, um and he sort of says, I need to prepare you prepare you for something. I intend to have an operation, but until I do, I don't want you to be alarmed by the size of my And then Sophie
0: cuts him off and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, come on, I like, shut up, you don't need to boast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go get some Johnny's and his reaction is, Oh, like Johnny's <laughs>
1: right. Host doesn't think I'm some kind of superman who can go all night like Yeah.
0: And and this is quite a lucky break for Mark where Sophie interrupts because Like we say, he's just been actually having some genuine in-the-moment fun with her, and it's all getting a bit... You know, it's getting hotting up, and he was about to just pour a bucket of ice water all over it by going, I intend to have a medical procedure on my swollen testicles. I'm about to... (laughs) Yeah, like, that would just have sucked all, like, sexual tension out of the room. Like, it would have just been awful. So he gets a lucky break there.
1: Well, a lucky break, but... If you know you're about to have sex, you make sure you've got some condoms near you. You Why has he left them in the bathroom?
0: I know, it's poor planning. The whole time he's been like, oh, this cottage has got a bed. Like, sex is implied, and he's only gone and left them yeah so somewhere like quite far out of reach,
1: but as he goes to get them, he can't resist, resist checking in on on Jeremy can he um, even right when he's about to like on the cusp of cusp of sex, although like I said, he might have to go back and get her all worked up again,
0: oh as he's getting dressed, yeah, yeah he's like quick, I've got to be quick otherwise i'll like I'll have to do all that work and yeah. get her all worked up, so he
1: goes and checks on Jeremy and Mark sees and i didn't you I i didn't see it when you see the scene from far away, like however many times I watch it, and I know what happens. I still don't notice the painkiller bottle until you're really zoomed in. You see all the alcohol bottles?
0: Oh, it's just a mess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so he goes over there, um he's like,
2: Oh my God, he's... No, don't be dead, mate. Shit, no. Oh God, no. In front of Tenko. That was probably the last straw. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Don't be dead,
1: mate. Please don't be dead. My cock's gone right down. Fuck. But then the selfish thought comes straight back in. He's like, oh, my cock's gone right down. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my best friend dying is, is, is inhibiting my ability to have sex. Yeah. Like, but I think yeah. it's something that we all
0: do, do. If you might not want to admit it, but maybe not in the extent of like your friend could be dying, but there's that very much thing of you hear someone else has got some bad news, but it does impact you in some way yeah. and you can't help. But like, go, well, this is oh, going to ruin
1: any chance yeah. of anything good happening to me today. I, think, I yeah. think that is a
0: really good... Um, good little bit, of, like a real
1: life um, sort of in the mind of a a real life person. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a
0: good use of the internal monologue, and yeah, a, it's very well done to show that yeah, like we're all a bit selfish. We all always relate things back to ourselves when we can. It, it's done really well there, I think.
1: Yeah. So the the camera sort of he shouts out to Sophie, doesn't he? That something bad has happened. Um, yeah. And then we quickly flick to the screen being dark. And then the lights flicker on from inside the ambulance as... Jez's eyes are opening. Yeah. So we see it from the point of view of Jez, don't we? And he's obviously confused about where he is. And the, the paramedic asks if he's been acting strangely. So Mark's obviously like, no, more than normal. Like, <laughs> yeah, what
0: counts as strange with Jeremy?
1: And so Sophie has to reveal that Jeremy made a pass at her. Yeah. Um, and Mark's quite forgiving here.
0: He, he lets him off a bit. He's citing that you know he's been under a lot of stress and he almost excuses
1: his actions. Well, he's not an aggressive bloke, is he? He's not exactly going to tear into him and be like... What the hell are you playing at? Like, yeah. even when his best friend has made a pass at his, well, he says girlfriend, and then obviously in a second yeah. he makes a comment about a, go- a girlfriend, and he's like, and Sophie's like, well, he's not, she went, not not girlfriend exactly. Yeah, and Mark does sort of lay into
0: him a little bit shortly, but from the off, like, I think most people would be really
1: really angry yeah.
0: with jez like despite what's happened
1: yeah so the paramedic asks how many pills he's taken he's like oh no it's just the last one i had a headache like um, <laughs> yeah. it, was fine. it was a misunderstanding but then when mark does get a little bit angry and turns around to him and he's like like what you're playing at he's like no 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 like it, it's all bit. It, it's all been so much lately. Yeah, and... And, and maybe and and implying that he did take an overdose. Yeah. So the paramedic then prepares to pump his stomach, and then <laughs> Jesse's like, "No, no, no! I was lying the first time." Like, <laughs> like
0: yeah. he has to come clean about it. Um, and I love how, as the paramedic sort of comes over him with the, like the stomach pump equipment, and it like closes in on Jesse. He's like, no, because yeah, no, he, really, he's tied down, isn't he, on yeah. like, the stretcher or something? We get this great shot like closing in yeah, like, on the paramedic. Yeah. yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant shot.
1: Um, so we finish with that sort of evening and we don't know how much time has transpired between between the end of that scene and this scene but we'd imagine probably only a couple of days yeah um we cut to jlb and this is the first time i noticed the jlb logo like what is it meant to be like it's, it's, it's a globe it's obviously like there's a globe in the middle of it but like it looks like it's just on the back of like a paint splodge or something like that's uh,
0: know. To be honest, the amount of times I've watched Peep Show, I've not really it. Have, have, have a look, look at, at it. it. <laughs>
1: have a look at it when we start recording for the next series. It is just I can't. It, it doesn't look particularly sophisticated for like a credit company. It, yeah. I, it, I only noticed it because you you get the zoom in shot of the um at the board outside the building. That was the only reason I noticed it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so Mark is creeping up on Sophie in the kitchen and pinches a bum, doesn't he? Um, which is really out of character for Mark. Yeah, or, he's not the sort of sex in the workplace. No, and yeah. like later later on, when again plot spoiler, Sophie and Mark might happen to get together. <laughs> she tries a bit of horseplay with him, yeah. Um, and he's just like no, 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 shuts it down. Yeah, he does. Um, so it's Whereas, really strange. In this situation,
0: Sophie's the one that shuts it down. then yeah. We do have a sort of valid there's a reason, reason which we're going to come yeah. up to.
1: So she sort of turns around and she goes, "What the fuck? Like, yeah. so she she doesn't know it's him, and and she wouldn't be expecting anyone from where we wouldn't be she wouldn't be expecting it to be him and even if it was him it's very out of character
0: yeah, yeah so, absolutely so mark reveals it you know oh it's just him and yeah. she has nothing to fear um, um and that he actually has something for her but she she sort of cuts him off a bit, and she's still not happy, and she doesn't want him to to do things like that. Well, in the what
1: does she office. think it's going to be? She thinks it's going to be like an engagement ring or something. Like... <laughs> we <Where laughs> yeah, need to knows shut him down heart. before he goes off onto some sort of great spiel about it.
0: Yeah, so she she interrupts and she actually starts sort of beginning her sort of breakup speech. Um, and like you say, we've, we've already had that sort of bit where Mark refers to her as his girlfriend, and she says, yeah, mm, "Well, not girlfriend." girlfriend. Yeah. And um, so she sort of starts, you know, explaining that funerals are an emotional time. And, and Mark cuts her off, like, wants to get straight to the point. Is like, are you finishing with me? And she sort of like, mm, well, we weren't really, like, to begin with.
1: Is that classic thing of sort of, over not over-egging the pudding, that's not what I mean. It's the it's the case of over-egging, thinking way more is happening. And, like, we know throughout the show, he keeps going, she's the one, she's the one. Um, and so we know it's a, it's a trait of Mark and, and, and thinking after one date that, that's it like yeah they're, they're set and i know that um and we'll talk from personal experience here that i know that there was like sev- several times that i'd been out on a date with somebody and told tom about it and tom was just like just call it cool call it, call it <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing to get too excited about yet and i'm I like oh, no, she's she the might, one i think <laughs> she might be the one tom <laughs>
3: <sighs>
1: and he would always turn around and go i'm your one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so Sophie sort of does kind of let him down a bit gently. She's like, not that something might not, you know, happen someday. And she she does leave the door open for him. But we, it, this she gets a sense that this has all been a bit too much. Like you say, it's not been long from them having a, a sort of weird half date at the wake of a funeral to they've gone away from yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's very, and it's typical mark as well, 0 to 100, like, really, really quickly. Yeah. And it's been a bit too much for her. She, I think she wants to sort of build something up a bit a bit slower. Yeah. Um, so
1: Mark sort of gives her a bit of an awkward thumbs up doesn't he and Sophie's like what was the thing that you were wanting to give me and he sort of gets into his pocket and pulls out a pair of pants, Yeah. Uh, so he sort of awkwardly trails off, he gives her the pants um, and as she walks off he just picks up a mug and just throws it at the wall
0: yeah he boils over yeah. and
1: actually essentially he physically reacts Um, and Sophie sort of returns which you, knew, you know she's going to as soon as he smashes the glass uh, so Sophie returns as she'd forgotten. I think she did, I think she hadn't picked up a cup of tea. I think she'd made herself a cup of tea while she was in there, had left because it was awkward, and then had gone back to pick up the cup of tea. No, it's, um,
0: it's some folders. Oh, is it? Yeah, she left some ah, folders right, on okay. the side. I made sure to check. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. um, um,
1: so we we sort of leave that, and that's really the last we see of of Mark and Sophie in this episode.
0: I'd just like to point out that Sophie's reaction when she comes in, and obviously she can see the wreck, and she just sort of. There's like a weak like smile. And it is that. It's that typical British reserve. Like, hmm, something awful's happened here, but I'll just sort of smile and let's get out of here. Yeah. She just backs out of the room. And, and Mark just smiles back at her.
1: So um, we cut to Tony answering the door to Jez and he comes back. And she she looks like she's been crying. She looks really yeah. upset before Jez, like, before Jez knocks on the door. And he says the test results are positive. Or are they're back and they're positive. But he... Means they're positive news, doesn't he? As if it's yeah. positive, like I'm not going to die. But she interprets it, but he lets her interpret yeah. it as meaning that he's positive he has got this condition. It's quite clever from Jez. Yeah. As messed up as it is, like he knows full well what he's doing. Well, earlier on he was out, he was over there for sex, wasn't he? So he's yeah. just trying the same thing again. And she turns round and says, "It's all broken, all knackered. He dumped me." And then says, "Daddy's gone again." And like yeah. this is like two two points to it. A Jeremy's like. Ah, i'm in I'm, yeah. I'm in here but also it just relates back to her, the first point of the episode when she's sort of saying i'd like i don't have any daddy issues yeah yeah Which absolutely she does. um so we cut to i think one of the most sophisticated scenes um in the entire episode um and they're sitting on the sofa you can only see the top half you can see them through a mirror so we see the reflection we, we see the reflection of them in the mirror just yeah. the top half top half of them um, but you can see, so um, sorry, Tony's hand going up and down. So she's obviously given Jeremy a hand job While she's crying and complaining about how bad her life is. And then quickly switches it around. She's quite, like, um, altruistic. And is just like, oh, my, problem, <laughs> my problems are nothing compared to... <laughs> I don't think I would ever have used the phrase altruistic in the, for, to describe this scene. <laughs> but, you're, yeah, you're kind of right. So she, but she quickly... Okay, she quickly realises that she's going on about her problems. And she thinks that Jeremy's dying. Yeah. So she's just like, um, like three months, um, and he quickly's just like three to six. Like three he's to got six. to bite his own time going forward. Um, and internal, um, in his internal monologue, he's just like, I'll say there's been a miracle drug cure. Maybe she'll give me another one. Congratulations. <laughs> um, and he wants uh, to. He, he's like, I, I, he's like, I want to finish before she starts crying again. Oh, it's so awful. Um, and I think again, I think this last line is one of my favourite lines of this episode. And he's just like.
3: Oh. I am going to feel so low just as soon as this is over.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like is that typical like he's like he's, he knows as soon as he comes that sort of like proper um sort of like high of just like adrenaline is just going to drop to back to his depressed state yeah again, isn't it?
0: and it's it's almost like a, a drug thing as well i imagine yeah yeah, but, yeah and we all know jez is quite accustomed to that sort yeah. of thing yeah um, so he he's sort of relating it there yeah and then as ever we talked about it about songs sort of threading through an episode and we finish with the credits with uh with that in your song again um, yeah. and that's the one that uh, featured quite prominently Um, throughout the episode and in Jeremy's uh, funeral speech
1: and it's actually the last time that we'll hear that theme tune isn't it because from series is it series 2 onwards oh yeah of course we get a new theme coming yeah Yeah, we do so that's the last time we hear it so it's quiz time and it's uh, my turn this week and I thought seeing as it's the end of the first series I'd do a bit of a a bumper quiz, push it up to five questions.
0: Okay. And I've
1: tried to ramp it up a little bit, so I think the questions might be a little bit harder than we've been having in the previous few weeks.
0: Serious test.
1: So it's worth pointing out for our listeners that we've actually made a bit of a change to the podcast this week. We're recording the quiz at the beginning of the show because we found last week we had covered Tom's potential quiz questions by the time we actually got round to asking the quiz at the end. So we are recording this... At the beginning, before we record in the rest of the podcast, but you will still hear it at the end. So let's crack on with question one. Um, and these these were as I thought of them, so they're not necessarily in the chronological order of the show. Okay. But um, these are just in the order I thought. Okay, so what is the name of the doctor Mark is meant to be seeing when he goes to have his balls examined? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he references, um, He references... I want to say Dr. Fowler? It's not. It's Dr. Runciman. Uh, okay. Um, okay, maybe these might have been too hard. <laughs> So where is Mark about to take in the game of Risk that him, Jeremy and Sophie are playing, where Jeremy basically doesn't care? I'm going to attack Erkutsk. <laughs> uh, there we go, one out of two. Okay, what does Jez say he wants to watch right at the beginning of the episode? When he finds out about his uncle, he says he wants to watch something to take his mind off it.
0: Um, he switches oh, over to something. Uh, let's watch The Good Life. The Good Life, yeah. Well
1: done, two out of three.
0: I feel a little bit better about yeah. myself. Now. <laughs> <laughs> These two might be a bit
1: more tricky then. Um, so, I'll give you, I'll give this, two, this is two points. Okay. Um, but I'll give you a point for each one individually if you can get them. So when, um, when they're staying at the cottage and Jeremy is watching some sort of sex scene going on, on the TV, he says he has the choice between. Two people or two people. Two people doing something or two people doing something else. It's
0: Tom and Barbara being nice. Yeah, that's one point. And, oh, it's somebody and Mitzi being nasty. i but, give you half a point. <laughs> hold on. Uh, they're, they're quite both quite um like uncommon
1: names, yeah, aren't they? Ah, yeah. oh, someone and Mitzi. You've got the choice between Tom and Barbara being nice or... Does it begin with a G? It does, yeah.
0: oh! <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I think it's escape me.
1: Tom and Barbara being nice or Gloria and Mitzi Gloria, being nasty? Yeah. Oh. Oh, so it. I'll give you a point and a half for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the final question. When uh, Jeremy first goes over to see Tony and she's got the uh, classified date coming over, she says she gives three descriptions of him.
0: Um, he's six foot. Yeah. Um, loves walks and movies. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. only one. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they got
1: along great on the phone. Yeah, they totally yeah. clicked on the phone. Yeah. Well done. So not too bad. Apart from the uh, the Doctor one, you didn't do too bad either. Yeah, not too bad. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the first series of Peep Show and the end of our first series of podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs. Um, so we just wanted to take the time to thank you all for joining us for the last six weeks. We've really enjoyed putting this stuff together um, and the response from, from you has been fantastic and it has really motivated us to want to sort of carry on doing it.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um,
1: if you haven't done so already, if you could please subscribe to the podcast and if you could leave a review or a comment or anything at all, that really does help us out. It only takes a few seconds and we'd greatly appreciate it if you don't mind. We have had... Um, bits of feedback from people already and we sort of we've sort of tried to develop the podcast as a result i know that one of our one of our listeners sort of fed back to us fairly recently and said um, about for american listeners maybe explaining some of the the british um, references that come up yeah. in the show and that's a problem um, that we didn't we didn't expect to face <laughs> no 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 and i don't think i mean i was, as i was watching this episode in preparation i think i looked out for any british references there weren't any over Um, complicated British references obviously we talk about Enya but I think most people worldwide know who Enya is Um, we weren't expecting to go international quite (laughs) quickly but it's it's, it's all really good Um, so if you've got any family or friends that you know love Peep show as much as you do then please do tell them about the show Um, and we'd love to get even more people involved yeah absolutely so if you would like to get in touch with us, obviously I've just told you all about those, um, ask a question, leave feedback or anything at all, you can email us at podcastsecretsofthefaroes@gmail.com. at gmail.com, find us on Twitter at Podcast Pharaohs, or just on Facebook you can find us simply by searching for Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs.
0: Yeah, so give us a like, give us a follow on those things, um, and if you've got any great ideas for any specials that you'd like us to discuss or review, we're more than happy to take those on board. We're wanting to do um, and go through certain sort of special topics, themes, characters as those sort of like special format episodes. So if there's anything in particular that you'd like us to cover, then please do let us know on any of those platforms that Rob's just mentioned.
1: And also, I know quite a few people have been hitting us up and asking about places that we're available on um so i think we're now on most of the major um podcast platforms so we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on pocket casts we're on TuneIn. yeah um so we're on sort of most and we're on most of the major ones we're waiting to hear back from a few people um with in terms of uploading onto places like spotify and onto acast and those sort of places yeah um but if there is anywhere you think we've missed that you normally get your podcasts from then do let us know and we can get that sorted yeah um,
0: absolutely but... so
1: this is the end of the first series. um We are going to take a short break before we begin or before we release series two um so we'll still be active on Facebook and twitter um and we'll sort of be let you know when we're when we're coming back um so we'll announce when we're returning so if you're subscribed, it won't make any difference to you like you'll still get your podcast it, it will automatically download to you when when it's uploaded um if you haven't subscribed then please 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 do subscribe um and then you'll get it automatically when when we relaunch um in the new year couldn't be easier just hit that subscribe button. Yeah. Uh, so there we have it
0: then so yeah like you said we'll we will we will take a, a few weeks break i think but yeah um that's the end of our first series so thank you once again for listening to us and thanks again for joining me rob
1: blair blah blah. blah. <laughs>
0: Goodbye and we'll see you in series two.